0: you're now listening to the live different podcast with matt wilson hey what are you doing sitting behind your desk traveling in a boring commute guess where my friends are right now bali guess where i'm going on sunday peru machu picchu not trying to brag but if you need new friends come check out under 30 experiences our travel community for young people If you were tired of waiting for your your friends to do something awesome, come and make some new friends. We go to Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Belize, Iceland, Bali, Machu Picchu, Rio de Janeiro, Ireland, all over the world. Come check us out. And we have a very special offer today for anyone who mentions the Live Different podcast with Under 30 Experiences. You'll receive $100 off your booking, so go and check out under30experiences.com today. Hello, everybody. Today on the Live Different podcast, we have Julie Bauer from paleomg.com. dot com. I hope I spelled that out correctly, Julie. Did I, uh, did, I did I do a do a good job at that? P A L E O M G dot com.
1: Yeah, just flow into it. Just say
0: paleo mg paleo mg okay it sounds a lot better it would have been it would have been better if i had you have a a nice explanation on your website about how to say it uh but it's much better when i hear you say it (laughs) so julie you have um you got a paleo cookbook coming out julie bowers paleo cookbook and we were kind of talking before just about um just about how eating healthy has changed your life and how um, doing CrossFit has changed your life. It's made you comfortable in your own skin. Um, I really just want to kind of chat a little bit today about food and eating, and I was I was telling you um, that I don't struggle so much in the grocery store because I know what foods are good for you because I've studied this stuff, but... In the kitchen uh, is where I struggle because making. I, I mainly eat for fuel. I don't so much eat for, uh, for for something that necessarily tastes good. Although I like the foods that I eat. Um, yeah. Can you? You want to tell us your story a little bit, Julie?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I started eating paleo a little bit into college. Well. I was shouldn't say that it was at the end of college, so I was just getting out, and I decided to try paleo out. And um, I was crossfitting at the time, and I wanted to get better at um, crossfit, and I wanted to compete at the regional level and hopefully at the games level. And so, since I wasn't the strongest or fastest, I just decided to change my diet, and hopefully that would give me a leg up. And um, I my body completely changed. My I had more energy. I slept better. My workouts were better. Everything was better once I changed my diet. It was just blew my mind. So um, I just started sharing recipes with some friends. And a gym asked me, actually, the gym I was going to ask me to share recipes online. So I started sharing recipes on their website. And before I knew it, I was making my own w- recipes and decided to make my own website. And that's kind of where it came to fruition to here. Um, But I just, I pretty much, when I started changing my diet, I was like, I can't eat food just to fuel. Like you said, you do. I needed to enjoy my food. Food eating is like my favorite thing ever. So I want to enjoy every second of it. So I started just trying, trying out new recipes and seeing what things tasted together, good together. And over time just kind of created the website i have now so it's constantly playing around with recipes and failing i failed at a recipe today so it's no easy feat all the time but yeah that's where i am today i guess
0: huh well i, I hate to see what you would say about my failures of recipes i'm sure yours was edi- i'm sure yours was edible or maybe you you wouldn't eat it but i bet i would is is that a fair assumption
1: Oh, it was totally edible. I still ate it, but it just didn't come out what I wanted it to look like, and it was, like, falling apart. So can't share it, but it was delicious still.
0: Okay, okay. So this started out of, uh, obviously, out of necessity. You were trying to um, figure out how to eat something healthy and help your performance. Um, and, and so you just started blogging about that. Can you tell your story a, a little bit um on your on, on, how you got the blog to be where it is today? Because you have a massive social media following. I, I just liked you guys on Facebook, and I think you're over three hundred thousand followers right now.
1: Yeah, I um, well, I started my blog. A friend helped me put my blog together, and I actually was trying to figure out a blog name. I was like, "What should I put as the name?" And um, a friend was like, "What about I think." I think she said Paleo-MG or Paleo My Goodness, and so I started my blog up, Paleo-MG, on a simple website and had a friend help me out with it, and then um, just started posting recipes, and I'd say a year after that, I had a guy come to me, and he was like, I want to create a new website for you because it's terrible now, and... <laughs> It could. I want it to be easier to search, so I pretty much want to make a website for you, so I can search it easier. I was like, okay, that's fine with me. Wow! And so he created this awesome website that I have now. He um, helped me change everything and add everything, and it was awesome. And so, um, pretty much, the crazy world of social media just helped me grow um, to that the amount of followers. It was um, before Facebook kind of changed their. Um, they, now you have to pay for, for anything to be shared. But before that it was, people were sharing recipes and you would see it on the newsfeed all the time. And so I got followers through Facebook and Pinterest and Instagram. And so that's kind of how my social media falling happened. And, um, I, when I, my book, when my website was fairly new, I had a publisher contact me about doing a cookbook and, I had never thought people would want that because it's free on the internet. And so I decided to do a cookbook and um, I did another cookbook last year, but with a different publisher. I decided to go with a different publisher the second time and now is the week I'm finishing up my third cookbook and with that same second publisher. So it's just kind of grown within the last three years. It's just changed every single day.
0: Damn, Julie! Congratulations. That's um, that, that's a really cool story. Um, if if people are are listening right now and they're like, what are these nerds talking about with their CrossFit and their Paleo and all of these kind of Buzzwords. I guess you'd definitely call them buzzwords today, but for someone who's never been into a CrossFit gym or they don't understand what it means to eat like a caveman and how it could possibly taste good, what, is, what does all this mean for, for the everyday person?
1: So paleo in very um, simple terms, it's just pretty much eating to what our ancestors ate before the industrial revolution. So before we were able to process grains and make them edible for us, um, this is more so what we ate. So we ate simple foods that you would find in nature um, that you would hunt and gather. So maybe that was... Back then, maybe it was a bull or it was a deer or um, they found some nuts and seeds or berries out in the wilderness. It's going back to those simple things. Yes, we live in a different time now, so we're able to get more meats, um, chicken and cow and just things that are here nowadays. Um, and we're able to process things differently, like make almond flour. And so we can make baked goods grain-free with almond flour substitutes. Um So it's really just going back to simple foods that we're supposed to eat. So we're taking out the crap. We're taking out grains. We're taking out um, really processed dairy products that we don't want. And we're taking out um, legumes as well. And just going back to simple foods that our body is made to process and we can process very well.
0: Okay, Julie. So if I'm an everyday listener right now, I'm probably thinking... Why would I want to go back to the time of the pre-industrial revolution and eat like they did back then and forage and gather and hunt for my food when now we have all this technology that can just get food to the grocery store and we can just eat it simply and easily? A, it sounds like a pain, but B... Uh, isn't that an inferior way of eating? Um, I'm, I'm kind of setting you up here for hopefully a, a slam dunk. Can you, can, but if you haven't heard of it, that's probably what you're thinking. You don't understand the concept of paleo. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was exactly where that person is saying um, years ago saying paleo was bullshit and, you know, it didn't make any sense with where we're at now. But if you take a step back and you look at the world around us, if you look at America and how incredibly overweight and obese many of us are – of course, it has to do with our lack of exercise for many people, but it most likely has to do with what you're eating on a regular basis. If you go back 50, 100 years ago, we didn't have many of the health issues that we have today. um, And that's because of how much our uh, food has changed over time, how much of it is packaged and how much of it is just fake food at this point. Um, And so if someone looks at statistics, it looks at obesity, it looks at um, people overweight, it looks at child obesity, any of those statistics, they'll notice that these are people who are eating packaged goods on a regular basis. It's not a person eating meat and vegetables, the food we were made to eat. And if you look back, our bodies are very similar to our ancestors. Like our bodies are digesting the same way. So if we're loading it with sugar when our ancestors rarely ever ate sugar, our bodies are going to not going just adapt to those. It's going to kind of push back and that's why we see so much of this sad statistics nowadays.
0: Okay, yeah, that that definitely Make sense, can you give everybody the basics of what is at uh, the core of the paleo diet with your meats, with your nuts, with uh, whatever else it is, what you do eat, and then what is don't touch
1: yeah, and you'll hear this a lot, but think of it um. Even any dietitians will also tell you this, of shopping the outside of your grocery store. So if you stay on the outside instead of going in the aisles, um, you're going to go across meats. You're going to go across your produce, so fruits and vegetables, um, some starchy vegetables like sometimes potatoes or sweet potatoes or fall squash. Um, You're going to get nuts and seeds, and uh, we want to be careful about eating too many nuts and seeds, but we want to get those good fats in us as well. Um, You're going to see some raw dairy. Some people have that with paleo. They call it a primal lifestyle. Um, It's harder to find raw dairy. You you can't sell it in a grocery store, but if you can get that from a farmer. Um, And then staying with high quality fats, so coconut oil, coconut, um, extra virgin olive oil, avocado oil. So you're just staying with simple foods and creating meals off, off of them. So a lot of my dinners, I'm going to have pork chop with vegetables and maybe a little avocado on the side for some extra fat. Um, that's pretty much it. It's really simple. And then, excuse me, you're staying away from any of the inside aisles. So any of the packaged food, um, don't try to just reheat your meals all the time, Find meals that you have to cook yourself and limited cooking. Um, stay away from cereals. Stay away from any packaged goods that have this huge list, laundry list of ingredients and half the things you can't even pronounce. Um, staying away from sodas. Staying away from anything that's super high sugar. And that's about it. You're staying just with simple foods.
0: That's awesome. I'm so happy that you said the walk around the outside of the grocery store trick and then dash in when you need to go in and and pick something up uh, from the inside. I just told this to two of my friends. Actually, I think it was yesterday. And they were like, oh, yes, ice pops. Oh, yes, ice cream. Then they said, uh, what else did they say? They started listing all of these things that were on the louts. They were like, Oh, cake, the bakery's definitely on, right? And I was like, uh, okay, maybe you're not quite getting it.
1: Yeah, you gotta, you just gotta think simple. That's as, as easy as it gets, simple.
0: Yeah, no, and I, I also like the rule if you uh, do venture into the inside and seriously still on the outside of the, of the uh, grocery store, you have to look at the back of the package and see, okay, what is in this? And if I can't pronounce it, if I don't know what the hell it is, well, then you probably shouldn't be putting it in your body because you don't need a PhD to be able to, you shouldn't need to have a PhD to be able to go to the grocery store. But these days, uh, you, you pretty much do. So if you stick to the basics, uh, I really like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so, okay, so now can you tell us how to make this stuff tastes good because I go around the outside of the grocery store and I will pick up all of my produce and I'll pick up my olive oil and my coconut oil and I eat, um, I don't know, I eat a couple avocados per day and basically what that means is I cut open an avocado I take the core out and I eat it like a caveman occasionally I'll put a little oil and vinegar on it and some sea salt and that makes it taste a lot better and I I really do like eating like that and it's very quick to prepare and it's uh they're good healthy snacks and I eat a lot of almonds and different mixed nuts and uh, I could continue (laughs) all the way around the groceries the grocery store like that my my smoked salmon and whatever but I'm not very good at putting this stuff together into more than just a meal that I take out of the refrigerator and put on a plate. Luckily, I've I've been able to figure out what the right foods are to eat, but how, how do I start making this stuff uh, into a little bit more elaborate but still quick and easy meals?
1: Well, you can definitely get my cookbook because it has so many of those recipes in there. Excellent. Look there. Excellent advice. <laughs> but I... Over time, you have to learn to use herbs and spices. Herbs and spices give food flavor. So if you have ground beef that you're just cooking up, if you cook plain ground beef, put a little salt in it, cool, that's fine. But if you add things to it, you know, if you're adding chili powder and um, oregano and red pepper flakes, you can give it kind of a Mexican flair, spicy flair to it. Um so over time you learn to use spices and herbs to change the flavor profile and to give it more depth and um, a little bit more excitement. So I always tell people to load up in, on herbs and spices. You have those in your um, your pantry for a long time. They don't go bad very quickly. So they'll be well worth the money you spend over time on them. And um Use, try different things. So, we always get stuck in using the same food all the time. So, when I first started paleo, every single meal, literally every meal, I had chicken, broccoli, avocado with some hot sauce on it. And I yes. loved that. And I was totally fine with that. Um, but if someone sees that and is like, I can't do that at all, that's fine. Try different things. So, instead of having my broccoli, chicken, and avocado, um, Try a different vegetable with it that you haven't tried because you might find something that you really enjoy and that you never knew. So trying different stuff at the grocery store will open up uh, that meal to new uh, new possibilities and making it taste better. So I always recommend herbs and spices, um, adding, trying different new vegetables, new meats, whatever that may be, and then definitely invest in a slow cooker so invest in a um, any sort of um, slow cooker that you can cook beef stew in that you can cook short ribs that you can cook chicken and shred chicken to make your own little um, taco salad you can do all kinds of things in a sh- slow cooker and it's so easy so anybody who's intimidated by cooking is a really easy stepping stone um, to creating really tasty meals.
0: I, lo- I love the scope, the slow cooker idea. I, I live in Costa Rica during the winter time, and it is, uh, you know, it's hard. Okay. You go to Trader Joe's or Whole Foods or wherever in the States and you have a lot of options. In Costa Rica, the options are more limited. So you have to be More creative, and I get into this. Got into the slow cooking idea uh, this winter, and that helped me out a lot because you. And then you need to season it because you're like, all right, I'm putting, um, I'm putting meat and vegetables into a slow cooker. It's not going to taste good unless I try to doctor doctor this up a little bit. Um, Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I really like that idea, and I, I really would like to get better at um, using my herbs and spices. I um, I'm sitting I actually I'm sitting on my floor like a hippie because I think it will help my back out a little bit and I'm staring at my my two plants in my room, uh parsley and basil and uh the parsley's not doing well. The basil's the basil uses direct sunlight, so that's doing fine. Um but do you ever use any do you ever use any real plants instead of just waiting to uh you know, get it in the little package or pouch or however you buy your spices?
1: No, I don't, but I just moved to a new house. And so our whole, whole backyard and front yard is getting landscaped right now. And that's what we plan to do is making a little garden and um, putting all kinds of, I just told my fiance, I just wanted herbs and different herbs there. So I can just pull those all the time because my friends do that. And it's, Freaking awesome! It's so nice to have those readily available, and you can really do them without putting them in any certain spot because it takes up so little room. So I plan on doing that soon.
0: I like it. I like it. Okay, so here's here's my dilemma. So you have a, a an herb garden, or you have two sad little plants in your in your bedroom, and you wanna you, you pick a little parsley and you pick a little basil, and then I look in the refrigerator and. You know, I have my grass-fed beef and I have my avocados and I have my spring mix of different leafy greens. And then I'm like, well, I don't know what the hell to do with these. Yes, I, I, I know that we could buy your your cookbook, but how do you start getting creative with that stuff? Or where is a go-to... I mean, I, I assume that this takes some more planning than uh, the caveman that I am that just looks at... My, my hunting, hunting and gathering is going to grocery store and opening up refrigerator and putting food on a plate, like I said before. So how can I start to get better at, at this, uh, planning these meals out?
1: Um, I, I would always say that's what, that's what bloggers and cookbooks are for, to find inspiration so you can start planning and start making um, recipe Kind of grocery list for the week. Uh, That's what I see people do so often, and that's what I started doing. I would make a list of what I wanted um, for that week, plan that out, and then over time, I just didn't want to look at other people's recipes and what I have. I had learned from other people, I was able to um, start creating in my own recipes. So I learned, okay, basil, you know, really goes well in Italian cooking, which. A lot of people use tomatoes and tomato sauce. And what do I think of tomatoes and tomato sauce? I think of a spaghetti or um, something like that. And then I'm able to create a recipe on my own. So trying other people's recipes and starting off with that. And then over time, you should be able to start creating your own. And it will come more naturally the more you do it. It's just like anything. The more you do something, the more it becomes a habit instead of something forced.
0: Yeah, for for sure, because you know I go around the grocery store and I buy the same things every single week, and it starts to get boring. And and granted, I have the opportunity to travel a lot, so it's often different grocery stores and a different kitchen and a different region of the world, which is which is fun. And I it, that kind of I need my creativity for. But getting a cookbook, opening it up, making my list of new things that I'm going to buy in addition to the stuff that I get. Every day, I, I think that'll really help and, and making the time, and it doesn't take that much more time than, than the way that I currently cook It's just sitting down to do it do you have Would you have any advice or any motivation because you're, you're also a, a crossfit coach, so when someone has some type of block in their life, like clearly you have a block on just opening up a damn cookbook. <laughs> what can you do for me here?
1: Well, that's when it's going to be a little bit harder. Get uh-huh. on the internet if you're not going to open a cookbook. Get on the internet and start kind of looking because that's how you learn is from other people. That's how we learn to do new things. And so, trying different stuff. If you can figure that stuff out through other people, if you just don't know that stuff, um, then you'll be able to find stuff in the. Uh, grocery store that's going to make food more fun like um, coconut aminos that's similar to soy sauce that's going to really change your meals and make them better Um, so don't be so closed off you gotta you gotta open doors to see new things so try looking on the internet try looking through cookbooks try asking friends and then you're going to find new ways to create stuff
0: yeah and and for me I think it it I would literally have to go so far as to write this down on my list of goals for the week is try to make three new meals and, you know, stop just eating a patty of beef with some hot, like you said, patty of beef with some hot sauce, avocado, and a little side salad, and that's a delicious, healthy meal, but I've eaten that, you know, 150 times this year. Um, okay, that's that's an exaggeration. But yeah, you, you see what I'm saying here. So just writing it down or putting it in my calendar or creating on my notepad a new grocery list or just getting off of this podcast and saying, all right, I'm going to download this book on Amazon right now and it'll be in, into my phone in 30 seconds. And um, it, it's it's really that easy. So I appreciate the uh, the, the advice and probably the kick in the ass that I needed as well as some other people listening. But, um, so yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, okay. You said you mentioned something that I suddenly felt a deep sadness about, and that was Italian food. And Julie, I stopped eating gluten probably a year and a half, two years ago because of all of the things that I've read about it, how it causes Brain fog, and even uh, eating whole wheat pasta isn't really that much better on the glycemic index than eating your white pasta. And that I should, that I would feel better once I stopped. And sure enough, I did. But Italian food was my favorite. I would come home from the gym and eat chicken and a huge plate of pasta like every single night. And when you started talking about pasta sauce, I almost, I almost cried. What? You have some something pale, paleo Italian. What can you what can you do for us there?
1: Well, there's all kinds of different options because you can just make simple simple spaghetti, I guess, through spaghetti squash, um, and that's a pretty easy way to get spaghetti squash noodles out of that. You can also do zucchini noodles and just use um, like a spiralizer, and that will give you noodles as well. Um, And then there's also awesome companies that are coming out with paleo pasta, and there's companies that are called, um, there's one that's called Capello's, and they have almond flour pasta, and um, I think they have the lasagna noodles as well. So they have a couple different options to make spaghetti, um, to make any of your Italian dishes that you love so much, uh, without the grains. So there's a ton of different options out there to help people with that transition.
0: Damn, Julie, you are opening my eyes to a whole whole new world of uh, gastronomy. A gastronomy, damn it, I hope that's a word. That's <laughs> fine. Um, can you tell? Can you tell us more about CrossFit and high-intensity training, and how you can be in and out of the gym really quickly so that you can go and do what it sounds like you like more than working out, and that's eating.
1: Yeah, I well, I started CrossFit five years ago, I think now. And, um, I had a boyfriend at the time who would come work out at the rec center and he'd work out for 20, 25 minutes and would be out the door completely covered in sweat. I was like, I am so jealous because I work out for two hours and I'm not seeing any results. And so I asked him about that and he talked about CrossFit. And so I started doing CrossFit on my own at a gym and modifying workouts to what I was able to do. And so, like, push-ups, I wasn't able to do push-ups at the moment, so I did push-ups on my knees, and then I'd be, I wasn't able to do pull-ups, so I did use the assisted pull-up machine. Um, So I did all kinds of modified workouts to be able to do what I could do at the moment. And then after probably six to nine months of doing it on my own, I decided to join a CrossFit gym and started doing CrossFit and was had a coach so I could learn actually the barbell movements and how to do them properly. And then I started competing in CrossFit. And um, I believe it was 2011 and 2012, I made it to the Southwest region and I finished 11th overall and then eighth overall. And, um, after my last year in 2012 at the regional, I just decided I didn't want to compete anymore and wanted, I didn't care about getting stronger anymore. I had hit a point that I just didn't want to anymore. I just wanted to stay in shape and feel healthy and, um, be comfortable in my clothes and comfortable in my skin. And so i just been doing my own kind of version of CrossFit just working out five to six days a week and I think um, something that's so awesome about CrossFit is it gives women the opportunity to um, lift in a heavier setting than just what we find sometimes on our own at uh, rec centers or at smaller gyms and this gives us opportunity to work with a barbell and to kick our ass in a workout and push ourselves to a point that we didn't know we could, and it really just gives you um, satisfaction and um, confidence in yourself, and that's what CrossFit really did for me, is gave me confidence.
0: That's that's really awesome. If So I like what you said about giving women the opportunity to actually lift, and so we had Adam Griffin on, our, our mutual friend, who introduced us, and he talked about Lifting something heavy once a week. That is his bare minimum. You must do this because he has this this app uh, called BodyFit where he gives you the workout of the day. And it's all with body weight. But he also recommends going and lifting something heavier. And you always see the, the girls at, or the women at... Um, your Gold's Gym or Planet Fitness or wherever you are and they're with the two and a half pound weight and they're doing maybe bent over rows or very slow bicep curls and they're trying to quote unquote tone up and that's how you know, that's that's how most people think that women need to lift weights because they're fr- afraid of getting too big or bulking up or oh my God, I can't do that. What, what can you say to that? And if there's guys listening, there are probably lots of women in your life um, who would love to hear this as well. So what can we all learn from this?
1: Well, here's the thing. If women are lifting any weights at all, that's freaking awesome. And I don't care if they do it in a CrossFit gym, if they do it in their own gym, if they do it in their home gym, whatever lift some kind of weight. It's, we need that as women for osteoporosis. We need that for our bones. Um, and we just need that for our body, for our muscles, for staying healthy long-term. So lifting is good, any sort of weight. I personally like um, lifting with the barbell because it gave me um, something to work towards. So uh, when I first started CrossFit, you know, I could only lift the bar up overhead. Well, I saw other girls who were able to do 95. That gave me a goal of, okay, I wanted to do 95 pounds overhead. That's a goal I had. So that's what... um, CrossFit really gave was a goal in mind to push myself on a regular basis instead of kind of getting bored. So if you're lifting on a regular basis, um, for me, when I was competing, I did gain weight and I did get bulkier, but I was squatting over 200 pounds on a regular basis. And so now when I'm lifting, you know, I'm squatting like 135 pounds and I'm fine with that. I'm not getting bulky because I'm just taking care of my body. So don't be scared of lifting 65 pounds. Don't be scared of lifting 95 pounds. Just take care of your body and, um, Kick some ass in the gym because it's is so—it's such an invigorating feeling, and I think all women should get to experience that, and I'm so glad I did. But don't be scared of the bulky thing. You're not going to look like a a bodybuilder. That's not what you're doing. That's not the body movements you're going to be doing with CrossFit. Um, Just know you're just going to look better in a swimsuit, and you're going to feel better in your skin and feel more confident.
0: That's awesome. And I wanted to ask, how did you go from – someone who couldn't do a pull-up or a push-up to squatting over 200 pounds and being able to throw up 95 pounds over your heads. And I've watched some of your videos and uh, they're pretty serious. How did you go from, from someone who really didn't have previous uh, fitness experience or, or nothing like this to go over and compete? I mean, competing in regionals and CrossFit is a really big deal. How did you how did you do that what was your what was your secret anything that you can share?
1: I just worked hard a lot all the time, and so i just um i just i guess I got the bug I loved it, and I wanted to do it all the time and I wanted to get better and the only way I was going to get better was doing it constantly and it's just like anything if you have a goal in mind, you have to work towards that goal and so um when I first started, I would lift in the morning and do a CrossFit kind of Metcon style workout later on. Um, And I did that five days a week. And then at some point I was doing workouts six to seven days a week. And that would be multiple workouts per day and really trying to um, get an engine going in me and being able to lift heavy at the same time. So it was just hard work, just Constantly working out on a regular basis, and so now I don't do that, so I can kind of do other things. But it's just like anything—if you want something, you have to work your ass off to get it, and that's just like anything in real life. It was the same way.
0: Damn, yeah, for for sure. What um, I wanted to ask about your mindset because you look at things, and I, I love talking to you because you're saying you're saying oh i saw this girl putting up big weight at the gym and i said oh, i can do that or you probably when you started blogging and after, maybe not right at first but once it started getting traction you thought wait a second i could write books i could have a huge following i could impact potentially millions of people what is it about your mindset that just made you believe that you could do that stuff
1: i don't know i I don't know what it is because, um, I was always pretty hard on myself and, um, I don't, I don't know. I just, if I want something, I just try my hardest to get it. And, um, when I started doing blog stuff, I've had amazing people around me to help me, um, grow it to what it's become now and to give me advice. And, um, so my friends, Bill and Haley, when I was looking for a photographer for my third cookbook coming out, uh, they offered to help me out with my cookbook. And so they did the photography. So knowing amazing people and creating friendships and just really trying to stay positive as much as possible and do that same thing with others, you're going to make great friends that will always be there to help you out and um, help you along the way. So I would say just trying to be as happy as possible because positive people want to be around more positive people and create a really cool thing in the world. So that's all I'm trying to do. I wish I knew exactly what it was, but I just try to do what I love and hopefully people see that.
0: No, I, I completely agree. Well, If you're, if people are listening, they, I'm sure that they hear that. You, you mentioned before uh, that somewhere along your development, or you mentioned before that eating healthy and starting to do CrossFit, all of a sudden you saw a change in your confidence and that you were then comfortable in your own skin and then you had the you probably started to develop this mindset where you were around the right people and you saw all of these you know, these other people who were supportive and you said, Oh, I could do that or or oh all I need to do is work really hard and surround myself with the right people and, and I'll make progress going forward. To, was there a shift in your confidence at some point or do you remember like uh any empowering moments along your along your journey?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the first time I went to before regionals was regionals. There was um something called sectionals before and I volunteered at it to go watch these people con- um compete. And I saw all these women, um, all different builds, all different body types, and they were all just working for the same goal. And they just all wanted to kick ass in this workout. And it wasn't about, um, a person's figure. Like it wasn't a figure competition. It was just about kicking ass in a workout and then cheering on the person beside you. So I saw these women, I still remember the workout, I saw these women um, sn- snatching 95 pounds and that was just like, I could not even fathom that. Um, and I wanted to be able to do that. So I just saw this shift from the rec center college rec center of girls trying to be as skinny as possible and, um, not eating the week of spring break to a place that these women are eating to fuel, to get better at a workout, to have a goal. And that was really what t- truly changed my life. Watching these women. I seriously remember all their faces. I remember the women that the, who it was at this competition, Um, And I wanted to emulate that. I didn't want to um, talk crap about my body anymore. I wanted to put it to use. And that's what CrossFit really was. I was putting my body to use in a good way. I was channeling that negative energy that had been built up in my adolescence for so long into something worthwhile. And so it was really that sectionals watching these women um, do something good for their body that I had never seen before um, that really, truly changed my life
0: that's that's really cool and to hear that you have built a community you you know crossfit is a community this is what adam said uh, when he came on the podcast he said yeah you know what i don't really live for the gym i want to tell you in a little secret so i don't really live for he, to for the workouts you know for lifting things for feeling like i want to puke after my workout you said you know what that's not the most fulfilling part the most fulfilling part that is going there for the people who are around it and um, that's what they talk about in in CrossFit and the camaraderie but also in just getting together with you know you don't have to go to a CrossFit gym to get this you can get some friends together and go and work out in the park or you can have a couple friends over I was thinking man you know what I really need is I need a buddy who can uh, who I can say all right, we're going to come over and we're going to cook together. And then you share a meal with friends and there are a few things in life more, more fulfilling than that. Uh, do you have, do you have any advice for people who want to get more involved in communities and who want to attract good people into their life?
1: i t- like what you just said, finding a friend that you want to work out with. Um, to me at this point, I, I, I don't live for the gym as either. I love going to the gym for my one hour day, but I love even more so hanging out with the people that are at the gym. I love those people so much All of them have become um, some of my best friends. Most of my guest list is from my gym because those people are such incredibly great people. So find a friend that motivates you, that's going to keep you going back on a regular basis, Um, whether that's a friend you find at the gym or before the gym. I still do that nowadays. I say, hey, are you going to the 3.30 class? And they'll tell me yes. I'm like, okay, good. That means I'll go. So it just kind of motivates me when I don't have that motivation that day to stick with it. And it is so much more fun to have a friend at the gym than to be kind of unhappy and be quiet at the gym. So find somebody who motivates you and go on a regular basis with them.
0: That's awesome to see the the progression just how people grow up through high school and middle school and getting picked on and being uncomfortable in your own skin and having thoughts about your body and it affecting your confidence and what you think that you can do in life and developing these limiting beliefs and then being able to find people who you really can connect with and you know you don't have to work out in a judgmental place like gold uh, like a gold's gym can be and i love gold's gym sometimes but you know you're going to be gawked at by some meathead uh, at least a time or two what while, while you're in there and you don't want to you don't necessarily want to feel that way you know a lot of people are afraid just to walk up to the squat rack and you know because you don't want to get in the way of some goon well That's not the community that you're talking about. And uh, yeah, there's a lot to be said about that. I like that a lot, Julie.
1: Yeah, fine. And you know, say you go to a CrossFit gym and you're like, I didn't like that at all. I would say try a different CrossFit gym. And if CrossFit's just not for you, totally fine. Try a different gym. Maybe you're into Zumba. Maybe you're into yoga. Find something that you're exercising that you enjoy, that makes you happier because that's the only way you're going to stick with it is if you're happy, if you're enjoying what you're doing. So don't think that just because you a bad experience at one gym is going to be a bad experience in another. Try different things out. Try different gyms out until you find the one for you because you'll definitely find one if you keep looking.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I've only been to one CrossFit uh, class, so an official CrossFit class at a CrossFit gym, but it was a part. It was a partner workout, and I loved it. It was it, it was fantastic because these guys were cheering me on, and I didn't know any of them. I had never met a single person in there. Every we were cheering for each other, giving high fives, and uh, it was just a you know it was a safe, positive positive community. So I, I think there's a lot of value in that, and finding online and offline communities for these types of things because there are forums and blogs and podcasts and, and uh, even, you know, sites like, sites like yours, you can read in the comments and these people are encouraging and, and you chime in there and you're part of it. And uh, that's what we've done with some of our fitness trips through, through under 30 experiences and just surround it. Yeah. I, I, I can't say enough about surrounding yourself with the right people in these communities, whether it's uh, whether it's in a traditional gym setting, or whether it's a yoga community, or whether it's a travel community, or whether it's your uh, local, whether it's your local, your neighborhood, um, all of that is is really important. Or just just the local farmers market. Guess what? Those people are very knowledgeable. Those people are part of your community as well.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, Julie, if we had to leave everybody with one piece of advice, just to uh, to to live different, as as you might say, and just think of uh, you know what what people can do to not fall into the status quo, which oftentimes, unfortunately, is to be uh, fat and lazy and, and unhealthy, uh, unhealthy, and all of the things that we see so much in the mainstream media, um, if people want to avoid that route, if they want to go a different direction with their life, what's, and it can be any piece of advice you want. It doesn't have to be about paleo or CrossFit or anything we talked about today.
1: I would just say, push yourselves. You have to push yourself in anything you do, whether it's Challenging yourself in what you eat or exercise or at your job. Challenge yourself and put yourself out there because that's the only way you're going to get better at something and learn something. So just complete, challenge yourself on a regular basis. That's the only way to get better at anything you do and to really create the dreams that you have. So just challenge yourself. That's what I recommend for people.
0: Awesome, Julie. Well, we really appreciate it. Where can people learn more about you, get your book, and uh, and follow you on social media?
1: Yeah, check me out on paleomg.com, and um, you can find me on all social media and with the same um, handle at Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, um, Pinterest, any of those. And, uh, I have a newsletter I send out on a regular basis. So feel free to sign up for that on my blog. And my new cookbook comes out August 18th. It's called Julie Bowers paleo cookbook. So you can pre-order it now until it comes out.
0: Awesome. Julie. Well, thank you very much. And thanks for being part of our community.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You got it. Talk to you soon.
2: X, Y, and Z, um, if those are being met by our actions, then, then it's a lot easier to stick with.
0: Yeah, and, and knowing yourself and asking yourself, what are my values? And maybe writing those down or maybe saying, okay, I have a decision to make. What What's coming up in my subconscious? Or, or what makes me feel weird about eating meat? Or why do I hate going to the gym? Or just... To, you know if you're trying to align your your life and your lifestyle with your big hairy audacious goal and what's going to fuel you to get there which is your health and your nutrition um, then you're going to be able to say okay next time I go in to get a whopper or two well that's going to be you know is that in alignment with what I want to, with what I'm trying to do here. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe having that reward of eating fast food is something that, that is very important to you. And that's fine with me. Um, Uh, As long as you actually take a conscious look at what you're doing, because once it's out of your, you know, once it's, what's, once it's in your consciousness, right? Once you understand um, that this is or is not in alignment with who I am then you're just not going to do it anymore you're not going to if you're not a whopper person then you're not going to be able to even force one down it, it doesn't matter if that's not part of your core values
2: absolutely it moves from the subconscious mind to the to the aware of the conscious mind um, and you're forced to reckon with that um, yeah absolutely I've, I've, uh, you know one of my um, kind of internal manifestos has always been uh, become to become a really, really good thinker. Uh, and because I know if I become a really good thinker, that's going to translate into becoming a good writer and a good speaker and a good just liver of life, right? Um, and so... Part of being a really good thinker is constantly asking yourself questions um, and constantly trying to peel back another layer because the more layers we can peel back, then you can get to that true, you know, that you hear the fluffy term, your, your true self, right? Um, but that it's, it's not a fluffy term uh, when you break it down. That true self is asking enough questions to get to the core of um, what is driving you. Uh, And what what makes you who you are?
0: For for sure, and um, and and I appreciate that coming from you because you're someone who has gone through many different iterations of what that means. And when I met you, you had decided for that month you were going to try out a vegetarian lifestyle, and you saw what it you know you saw the effects that it had and how it. you know, how your value shifted for that. And you were able to draw your own conclusions instead of just saying, oh, well, I read in a book, um, sure. you know, that this, is what it's, that this is what it's supposed to, you know, that, that this is the reason everyone should be a vegetarian. So you just, you know, you didn't go into it blindly. You said, all right, well, this is, this is the amazing part about life is you get to try this stuff and, and figure out what, what does fall into my value system.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Curiosity is critical.
0: Yeah, and that's uh that's how you become a good thinker is is when you analyze these things. Um it takes it think it takes practice, I would say, and not enough people do it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: Cool man. Well, um this has been this has been a lot of fun. Um do you have any any parting words of advice for our audience here? Um anything you got for for anything that anybody could just go out and do right after they stop listening to this?
2: Yeah. Um, it's a it's advice I like to give a lot, which is um, if you work on yourself first, uh, the rest will usually take care of itself. Um, and so, you know, we've been talking about these big, hairy, audacious goals and these kind of External things, right? Um, but it all starts with working on yourself and becoming a better version of yourself. And when you're constantly striving to improve yourself, whether that's the way you think or the way you act or the things you pursue, the people you per- surround yourself with, uh, the uh, ideals that you align yourself with, whatever it may be, when you're constantly pursuing the betterment of those things, um, the rest of life seems to take care of itself
0: I like it man and that, uh, that motivation I'm not, I'm not going to bullshit you I'm actually before Trivia tonight at 7 I, my buddy is coming in but I'm going to get my, my high intensity workout in because that's important to me and then
2: I could reward myself by maybe having a couple beers at Trivia Absolutely. All things in moderation. Another uh, overly used and trite phrase that is true, that is overused because it's true. Yeah, all all things in
0: moderation, even moderation, I've heard. (laughs) I like it. Yeah, so uh, cool, man. Hey, anywhere um, people can find you. Your, Your title of your book is Guy at the Bar. Uh, By Adam Griffin. We have our fitness trip, our Body Fit Under 30 Experiences trip, November 5 through 9. That's bodyfit.under30experiences.com. B O D E E F I T. Where can people uh, read some of the stuff that you've written um, other than on Under 30 CO, where we'll link up uh, a few of your
2: things? Yeah. um, So I uh, mainly, well, I I mainly contribute to Um, other publications, but uh, my own personal site is adamgriff.in, so that is an Indian domain name, but it's A-D-A-M-G-R-I-F-F dot I-N, and um, there I would encourage you to sign up for my uh, Better Than Yesterday uh, email list if uh, if that's something you're interested in. I send out um, kind of a, a positive message every Monday morning on something to, to kind of ponder and think about for the week. Um, otherwise, I'm most active on Twitter. My handle is at ideasdontwork um, and bodyfit.com as well. So would love to connect.
0: Cool, man. Sounds like a plan. And uh, here is to making tomorrow or today better than yesterday.
2: Awesome, Matt. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. All
0: right, pal. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. All right.